this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode wheat procurement in the country by the food corporation of india and state government agencies is expected to be about 22 million tons just half of the 44 million target set for the season News reports suggest that exports are causing wheat prices to rise beyond the rupees 20 per kilo minimum support price fixed by the central government. What are the challenges for wheat procurement and production and will exports impinge in any way on the country's food security? To discuss these issues, I am joined by agricultural expert and analyst Devinder Sharma. Welcome to In Focus, Devinder ji. Thank you very much, sir. Devinder ji, my first question to you. what are the implications for missing the central procurement target by almost half well that's a very important question why i say important because uh, uh, we all know that there was a target of 44.4 million tons uh, of procurement uh, to be made this particular season but till monday Uh, roughly about 16.2 million tons has been procured and uh, with the peak of the marketing season already behind us i guess uh, we may be just barely touching 20 million tons uh, which means a drop of more than 50% as far as procurement is concerned now having said that i think it becomes very essential and uh, important to understand that uh, yes at a time when russian uh, Uh, invasion of ukraine has uh, caused a turbulence uh, globally you know and all eyes uh, are on india but i think india has a, a double task uh, at hand because they have to not only cater to the international market but they also have to ensure that they have enough uh, domestic supplies left to take care of the huge uh, requirement uh, that uh, we have every year so i think uh, this is a, a problem that uh, i would call it problem because uh, of the reduction in the uh, in the in the procurement for for whatever reasons and i think uh, why is it problem is simply because uh, uh, we have two tasks on hand we have an exciting uh, opportunity to export and we also have a, a serious uh, on the serious front we have to have ensure that we have enough food left for us so uh, devinder ji the times of india newspaper is reporting uh, and their headline is says that as wheat by dips government may use more rice in anyojana is that an indication that the government is conscious of this problem well i think um, for the first uh, time i have seen this uh, kind of an approach when we are ready with uh, more of uh, paddy because we have a surplus of paddy with us or rice effectively with us and uh, so the government thinks that it can uh, uh, fill up that uh, gap with the rice requirement but i guess uh, you know for a population which is largely uh, dependent on wheat as its staple food uh, you know filling up their tummies with the rice may be little undesirable and uh, i think we'll have to rethink on that part at at the same time it also shows us and tells us very clearly that uh, uh, what problem can crop up later when we have hardly any stocks uh, surplus stocks left uh, of uh, wheat or adequate stocks left of wheat as as you pointed out uh, india has according to the fci's website about uh, 33 million tons of rice and about 22 million tons of uh, wheat in stock 
and uh, you do point out that uh, you know there are certain parts of the country uh, prefer to uh, consume wheat and many parts want to consume rice so in that sense do you think that exports uh, you m- mentioned they were an opportunity but could this become a problem in the weeks and months ahead yes i think that that is where we have to keep our fingers crossed and i think the government has a has a another serious task at hand because they have to ensure that we don't allow the private trade to export more than what is required to be kept for domestic requirements so why i'm saying this is also important to know that this is this can push us back into a a problem that we had encountered in 2005 2006 you know at that time um, uh, because the government of india had allowed the private trade to buy directly from farmers uh, and the private trade had moved in uh, you know uh, mopping up a large quantity of uh, wheat uh, directly from farmers but when the uh, when they they settled down to find out how much is the requirement for uh, wheat for the public distribution system they didn't have enough and the private sector won't come out uh, uh, or not even diverge how much uh, stocks they are holding as a result of which india had to import uh, at that particular time i remember 2005 2006 we imported uh, 5.5 million tons and at a price which was double than what we had paid to farmers that became a kind of a, a talking point and i remember the bjp at that time had demanded a cbi inquiry into what it called as a scandal now the point is uh, uh, you know we are now in 2022 and i hope we don't uh, repeat uh, the same mistake uh, which means that you have to very safely keep adequate uh, stocks of uh, wheat uh, to meet the requirements of the country and let's not forget we have still one more year because uh, wheat is one uh, season crop uh, in a year and uh, so you know you're going to have the next harvest coming in the next april so you have to be ready with enough for adequate stocks um, you know to meet any eventuality uh devendraji we saw you know a a large uh, very uh, uh, very strong and very long farmers movement uh, demanding msp and now we see in many of the north indian states uh, the collection in the mandis is very low statistics are available for different states punjab haryana rajasthan uttar pradesh so uh does this in any sense uh, dilute the need for an msp and does it suggest uh, that market forces in the end are going to determine where farmers sell their produce you know very interesting question uh, you know amit ji and why i am saying this is because uh, at the time when the protests were happening uh, or were were uh, you know held outside uh, or at the borders of new delhi i remember a lot of economists and uh, policy makers uh, you know lashing out at uh, the msp regime saying that uh, you know uh, it is because of essentially because of the wheat paddy uh, rotation and the msp given um, you know to punjab farmers and to farmers in haryana uh, mostly in haryana and uh, western up to and some other parts that uh, we have a huge uh, surplus uh, as far as food stocks are concerned at some time we also had about roughly about 100 million tons of uh, food with us you know stopped um, and so they were trying to say that uh, our godowns are overflowing with surplus uh, wheat and paddy we don't need this wheat and paddy so we must do away with the minimum support uh, uh, prices and so on i um, i wonder where have all all of them gone now you know when we have finding the export opportunities now being talked about i don't see that class of economists and policy makers or the other people 
uh, standing up and saying that we don't need to produce more paddy and wheat now everyone is saying that we can feed the world our farmers are capable of doing it and so on and so forth the point i'm trying to make it what has happened to the national requirement you know within a few months uh, you know everything seems to have changed uh, whether it's good or bad the point i'm trying to make is that that particular argument that we should not provide farmers with msp adequate msp is now taken a, a backstage and people are saying oh we need to export more now to the other question that you asked i think is very important because whenever farmers are getting a higher price it does not take away the right or the need to have a minimum support price msp is a minimum support price the minimum that a farmer needs to get to cover up his cost of production and to have a little bit of a profit now that msp regime it doesn't mean that you know if the prices are high the farmer should be made to you know or sell his produce at msp no that was never the objective the reason why farmers are demanding minimum support price and this is um, this may not be called as msp globally but farmers in the rest of the world are also demanding a minimum uh, price uh, they call it income parity in america now that is the kind of uh, assurance that the farmers required it doesn't mean that you know msp was not uh, required or msp should be dissolved i feel that yes there is a need for msp and the market should be able to pay a higher price than that then of course there is no need to buy at msp as far as the government is concerned so that so it doesn't take away the the right uh, to have msp in fact msp is a must for as far as the farming uh, population is concerned so would you say that uh, you know uh, you know from the news reports i see um, uh, private players are paying uh, maybe a rupee or, or you know 1 rupee 50 paise more than the msp per kilo so would you say that that is being paid only because we have an msp in place exactly exactly if you take away that msp you will see the prices crash and the private trade would be very happy to buy at lower prices it happens in the case of a minimum support price for maize for instance just to illustrate you know in the case of maize which is an alternate crop for for paddy or it is being promoted as an alternate crop for paddy we have seen that the procurement price let's say uh, one particular year it was 1850 rupees per quintal and what the market was paying them was 900 even as low as 600 rupees per quintal now imagine if we if we if we had that msp Uh, uh you know being at least uh, given to farmers as an assurance which means uh, nothing to be purchased before the minimum below the minimum support price i'm sure the farmers would have been a very happy lot and would have diverted uh, a, a quite a large area from paddy to maize by now so the point i'm trying to make is that yes msp is required and then if the markets can pay a better price you know 1 rupee 50 paisa is too low but you know let's say uh, uh, what is happening today some areas uh, you know of uh, 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 the wheat belt uh, farmers are getting prices as high as 2400 rupees or 2500 rupees uh, but in punjab we have seen the prices are not very high the premium is only about 10 to 15 rupees or maximum of 20 rupees uh, on an average that we see uh, that the farmers are being offered i think uh, that uh, premium needs to be enhanced uh, in the days to come devinder ji uh, you know uh, before i was uh, uh, coming to speak to you you know i did a quick google search and uh, you know from if if 1 kilo of uh, wheat uh, the farmers getting 20 rupees 5 kilos of atta i don't know if you agree with me is roughly selling for 250 rupees if there's a gap of 30 rupees uh, devinder ji 
So I just want to know from you who is making that 30 rupees? Is it the private player who's buying and packaging and milling and selling it? Well, this has been a problem all through. Not the first time that we are encountering, but at a time when there is a global rush, uh, there's a scramble to get as much supply of uh, wheat as possible. Of course, the trade is going to, uh, you know, jack up the prices at this particular time. We have seen that, uh, you know, even before the war uh, began in uh, the uh, in the Russian Ukrainian region, uh, the prices, the international prices, were already at a peak. You know, the uh, FAO's uh, food index, for instance, in February, it had shown very clearly the prices of most of the agricultural commodities were much, much higher than what the world had witnessed in 2007-2008 when the world had the world food crisis. And uh, don't forget, at that time, 37 countries had gone to food riots. Now, what I'm trying to say is that uh, international trade has always taken advantage of this position and the prices were zooming, as you rightly said. Now, even now, if the ATA prices are going up, uh, it is nothing to do with the, with the prices that the farmer should be getting, you know. The, these prices, even before, uh, you know, uh, the price rise that we see today, uh, you know, we will see that there is a gap. There's a gap, that, the kind of a gap that you mentioned. Um, maybe around that is what I'm trying to say. And that was because the trade was uh, pocketing much of the profit. Even now, you know, when, they, when the international prices are touching 4,000 rupees roughly, you know, and the farmers are get, being paid 2,400 to 2,500 rupees at the maximum in some parts of the country. That is per quintal or 100 kilos. Yeah, per quintal, 100 kilos. So the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, there is a huge gap which the private trade is looking up, uh, at. And it is, uh, it is something that you can see across the various commodities. A. B. It is very interesting that um, much of the problem is because of commodity trading that takes place. You know, let us not forget, even prior to the war, as I mentioned, the prices were zooming because of the stock markets or because of the commodity trading or futures, commodity futures. Uh, this is something we must understand. We haven't, uh, uh, you know, pointed a finger to why the prices are, are, are going out of, uh, you know, reckoning. Uh, is also, uh, to, if, if we can make an effort to understand, when the 2007-2008 uh, global crisis happened, as far as food was concerned, uh, remember the uh, UN Human Rights Council being presented with a study or report uh, from the Special Rapporteur on uh, food security. And he said that 75% uh, of the problem is because of futures market, commodity futures. This is what happened in 2000. Uh, 7-2008. Today also we see for no apparent reason, of course lockdown was pushed as one, one reason for it, but for no apparent reason the prices of every commodity is zooming beyond control. And FAO has itself said after the war began that the prices will rise about 22% more, thereby pushing many more, uh, you know, or let's say many millions of people additional, additionally, uh, uh, you know, pushing them below the hunger uh, line. Right. Uh, the, the other subject which I now want to turn to is the wheat production target itself, which is, uh, I think, been fixed at 111 million tons. Uh, we've seen some very extreme weather, especially in North India. We've seen high temperatures. Uh, you know, we, we've seen what perhaps is, uh, you know, something which we will have to live with. So how realistic do you think is this target now of 111 million tons, the production target I'm talking about now? 
Well, first of all, let's be very clear that the target 100 million tons, of course, was fixed at a time when we had a, we had a very good crop last year. You know, for, if, if you look at the past five years, at least uh, we have had a record production year after year. Uh, so in that process, it was perfectly a good target. But after, uh, you know, the, the sudden rise in temperature uh, and the shifting of grains that took place, uh, you know, I think that we need to revise uh, this target. Uh, revise this target for for uh, a few reasons you know after all everyone is going to go going on otherwise quoting that particular figure but the fact of the matter is as uh, crop cutting experiments in punjab and haryana have shown that the yields have fallen by 500 kilos uh, per acre uh, this is in punjab and uh, just to when you said how realistic these targets are just to give you an idea in Punjab, the uh, target of procurement was about 13.5 million tons this year. And uh, uh, this was, of course, uh, everyone thought, yes, we're going to achieve it. But uh, uh, after the the yield loss that uh, the crop has suffered, uh, it is now expected that um, uh, even um, if Punjab is able to touch, let's say, 10 million tons uh, of procurement, it will be quite a, a you know happy situation. Why I'm saying happy? Because after all, uh, the surplus comes from uh, Punjab and Haryana to quite an extent. Now, in Haryana, uh, the shortfall is about 42%. In Punjab, it is a little more than 20% or so. Uh, we still do not know uh, the final figures because uh, there is a, you know a overlapping of data because uh, one, there is a drop, as I said, in production. And the, the other one is that the private trade has moved in in a big way to uh, to garner as much uh, quantity as possible. So as a result of which there is a shift that we see uh, from procurement to the private trade. Now in Punjab, till recently, it was expected that about 6 uh, lakh tons is what um, uh, companies have uh, been able to purchase uh, against roughly about uh, 1 lakh ton that they would normally end up uh, doing in a, in a wheat season. So it tells you that there is a jump here. Uh, as far as the uh, purchase by private trade is concerned, and at the same time, there is a drop in yield. So I think these targets need to be revised, uh, given both these factors, uh, so as to get a clear picture as to what kind of a crop loss uh, we have suffered. Okay, before I let you go, I just want to return yet again to this issue of exports. Uh, according to a report in the Business Standard newspaper, India is expected to export about 3.5 billion tons of wheat in April July quarter. In uh, the previous year, that is 2021-22, India exported nearly 8 million tons of wheat. So how do you think, uh, with, uh, as, you, as you rightly pointed out, sometimes in private trade procurement is that you don't know exactly how much, how much stock is available. So when do you think, uh, you know, this uh, point will be crossed uh, when India will have to look at its own stocks, uh, its own food security? and uh, sort of posit it with uh, exports that are happening now? You know, last year, as you rightly mentioned, uh, we exported almost equal to 8 million tons. Um, uh, to be specific, it was 7.85 million tons of wheat that India exported. How significant that was or uh, what it means is to, to just to get an idea, a year prior to that, we had exported uh, close to 2 million tons. So from 2 million tons, it jumped to 7.85 million tons the next year. And this particular year, the industry is even ready to export as much as 21 million tons. You know, ITC had made a statement sometime back saying that 
we might end up uh, exporting 21 million tons. I saw a statement by Mr. Piyush Goyal, the Commerce Minister, saying that India should be able to export between 12 to 15 million tons. And um, in my own, uh, uh, you know, analysis, I think uh, what India should be exporting should not be more than uh, 12 million tons in any case, uh, because uh, we have to be ready with adequate stocks, uh, as I said uh, earlier. And uh, this is more important uh, given that the climate uh, change that we have seen, uh, the, the impact that it had in the month of uh, March on the wheat crop. I think uh, let's not um, uh, be so sure that the uh, entire season, uh, we still have one more year, as I said, before the next um, harvest begins. I think uh, we should be very, very watchful that any small disruption uh, can be causing a, a, a drop in yields, further drop in yields, uh, which means that uh, we will have uh, a serious problem on hand. And we can't be, I'm sure you will agree with me, we can't be standing with the begging bowl next year, uh, along with many other countries globally. Uh, who are scouting for food. I think uh, India has to be food secure, and uh, which means, yes, uh, please give uh, adequate space for exports, which means 10 to 12 tons should be the maximum that we need to export. Devinder Sharma, agricultural analyst and food expert, thank you very much uh, for talking to the Hindus In Focus podcast. Thank you very much, sir. It was a pleasure talking to you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.